So we're taking three weeks here in Chapel Roswell to focus in on the idea of generosity. And generosity as a way of life, a way of being, and as an integral part of our lives and our faith. And generosity is about more than money. It's about an attitude, a perspective, a way to exist in the world. It's being ready to give whatever is needed, to give and to give more, more than is expected or required, to be generous. Last week, we started with our heads. What does it mean to be generous in our minds with our thoughts, our attitudes, our perspective on the world and everything in it? And we read where Jesus told his followers, his disciples, you've been treated generously, so live generously. And especially when it comes to people around you who are sick, hurting, disadvantaged, walking around like a shell of themselves, people who are tormented by demons. Jesus said, be generous. Make room in your bandwidth for the people around you and the needs that exist in your world. And so as an opportunity to plant that in our minds continuously, you remember last week we made available to people some uh, generosity graphics that you could download to your phone or your tablet or your computer just as a reminder every time you turned it on or looked at it. I said maybe if you looked at something that reminded you to be generous in your thinking, it might affect what you then do on that device after you've turned it on. And I've really enjoyed getting to see the pictures that people have shared of how they, which graphic they downloaded and you know, what it's meant to them throughout the week. And so now, this week, we're going to sort of make the move from head to heart. You know, to follow generosity as it goes from being a reorientation of our thinking, of our attitudes, to then uh, producing a sensitivity, a care, compassion, empathy inside of us, in our hearts. I've heard it said before that the greatest leap of faith is the 18 inches from your head to your heart. And so we're going to take that leap together this morning just a little bit, particularly when it comes to the topic or the idea of generosity, of being generous. And so just to set up for you the story I'm going to read in a second, about Jesus and his disciples, where he demonstrates for them generosity of heart. It happens on the night when Jesus is going to be arrested and crucified eventually. And it happens when he and his disciples are sharing the Passover meal, a high holy meal for them that represented and embodied how God had delivered their people out of captivity and slavery in Egypt. And 
And so they had gathered to share in this meal together, Jesus and his disciples. And it's actually in that moment, in that experience, when Jesus tells them, I'm giving you today a new commandment. And he said, the commandment that I'm giving you is to love each other. He said, if you want to follow me, if you want to be identified as a follower of Jesus, as a, what we would call today a Christian, then here's what that means. Love each other. He said, because they'll know you by your love. But before he told them to love each other, he showed them how. And that's what I want to read for you, is the experience when, before they shared in that Passover meal, before he told them the commandment that he was leaving with them, before he would be arrested and put to death, to love each other, before that, the way he showed them love is he washed his disciples' feet. And so I'm going to read that account of Jesus washing his disciples' feet, but rather, actually, I'm going to read what happens after he washes the disciples' feet. From John chapter 13, I'm going to read verses 12 through 17. You can follow along on the app, uh, or if you want to grab one of the pew Bibles that's right there in front of you, you can follow along. There's a place on the app you can make notes if you'd like, but we're going to put it up on the screens too. This is John chapter 13, verses 12 through 17, and this is what it says. After he, Jesus, had washed the disciples' feet, he put on his robes, and returned to his place at the table. He said to them, Do you know what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you speak correctly, because I am. And if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you too must wash each other's feet. If I've given you an example, just as I've done you also must do. I assure you, servants aren't greater than their master, nor are those who are sent greater than the one who sent them. And since you know these things, you'll be happy if you do them. So what Jesus did in that moment with his disciples is he washed their feet. And you got to understand the custom at the time, because for us, Washing somebody else's feet really has no place in, in our routine, in our understanding of life. We don't do that. But, but at the time in which Jesus lived and the time in which this happened, and when you've been out traveling from place to place by foot, sometimes a long way, miles and miles, and you arrived into somebody's home like they did for this Passover meal, it was customary that you would wash your feet, the, the dirt and the dust that you'd gathered on your feet. Or if they had someone in the home, a servant, then that servant might wash your feet for you as a gesture. But that was a role that was reserved for the lowest of low on the social ladder to wash somebody else's feet. I think we can all understand why. I know people who want nowhere near anyone else's feet. And so Jesus 
washed his disciples' feet. And like I said, we don't really have a, a, a frame of reference for that today. I don't know. Maybe it would be uh, like when you visit somebody else's home. You got the whole take your shoes off, leave your shoes on. Have you had that experience in somebody else's home or in your own home? So what do you do? And we were actually having that conversation this week here amongst some of the staff because in some places, culturally, to show your feet is offensive. You know, so you would keep your toes covered or you keep your shoes on. But in other places and in other people's homes, they've got very nice carpet and they like to keep it clean. And so when you come into their house, you take your shoes off or they ask you to take your shoes off. And it just sort of creates that sometimes that weird moment of what do I do and which socks did I put on and I didn't wear socks and oh no, and I hope they don't smell that. And, and, and it can kind of be that way with our feet. But in this instance, Jesus was doing something that was a courtesy for his disciples by washing their feet before they came to the Passover table for the meal. And I said the Passover meal was a big deal. I mean, for us, I think it would be like putting together your Thanksgiving dinner and your Easter lunch into one meal. And, you know, just like this hugely important, significant, symbolic feast that you share together. And so they came together for this important meal, this Passover meal, this mashup of Thanksgiving and Easter, and they've got dirty feet from having been out and walking all day and, and miles and miles. And so they come to this table, and I'm, I'm just imagining if I came to my grandmother's table, Thanksgiving or Easter, and especially put them together, and if my feet were dirty, my hands were dirty, anything like that, it would be a pretty much, you're not coming to the table like that go wash, <laughs> right? I mean, it's something we, we sort of teach our family and our children as a common courtesy to go wash. And, and so I wonder, I think this, this Passover meal could have gone differently, right? I mean, particularly if it happened today in, in our homes because they show up with dirty feet. I mean, Jesus could have said, mm -mm, you're not coming to the table with those feet. Get out of here. If your feet are dirty, we're not going to have you at our table for this special meal. Or he could have told them, if you want to, if you want to come to this table and, and sit with me, sit with us, then you need to go wash your feet. Go find some water, go find a towel, and go clean up. And when you get cleaned up, and you get everything looking like I think it should then you can come to the table and share the meal with me. Or maybe he could have just looked them up and down, saw those feet with the side eyes, and not said anything, but, you know, right? And the fact is, Sometimes when we don't say anything, we say a lot. But Jesus didn't do any of that. Instead, what it tells us in John chapter 13 is that he took off his outer robes, got a towel, got a basin of water, and got down and washed the feet of his disciples for them. 
And in that moment, the generosity of the heart of God embodied in Jesus Christ got down in the position of a servant, the lowest of the low, and washed his disciples' feet clean. And in the washing, he was washing them literally. He was washing them spiritually. Jesus was washing off all the dirt of everywhere they had been. He was washing off the residue of those places and experiences that had stuck to them. He was cleaning it all off. Making them clean. Brothers and sisters, God has done the same thing for you and me in Jesus. Washed us clean. Made us new. All the dirt, all the residue that has a way of clinging to us from where we've been and what we've done and what we've experienced and what's been done to us. The generosity of the heart of God in Jesus washes us clean. I suspect there's some people in here who've traveled some long, hard miles in life. Like, I suspect we've got some frequent flyer, platinum medallion, million miler club, people who've traveled through the heartaches and the mistakes of life. I hope you hear for you the message of God, the generosity of the heart of God, that Jesus meets you right where you are and washes you clean, makes you new, makes you whole, and gives you life. And then, after he did that for his disciples, he looked at him and he said, do you know what I've done for you? Do you understand the significance here? You call me teacher and you call me Lord and you're right. I don't know, today he might have said, you call me CEO, you call me visionary, you call me leader and you're right. And do you understand what I've done for you? There's a book by a guy named Brian McLaren called Generous Orthodoxy. It's a few years old, but he's writing about the need, the importance, the significance of us being generous in our understanding of the faith and our understanding of each other and our experiences in the faith and just trying to broaden our thinking about the Christian faith. But in it, he writes about this experience where Jesus washes his disciples' feet. And he points out that Jesus takes the concept of leadership for his disciples who had been following him and calling him Lord and Master and Teacher. And he takes the idea of what it means to be a leader and flips it upside down. And in that moment tells them the way of God, the way of the kingdom of God, is to serve, is to give, is to be generous 
from your heart with compassion and empathy. It's why when Paul wrote in Philippians about Jesus, he said Jesus was with God in heaven and considered that nothing to be clung to or grasped onto, but let go of it for a season and for a reason and came to be with us and took on flesh and the humble position of a human being to embody for us the generosity of God. To give himself, to give his life even to the point of death and death on a cross to show us what generosity looks like. To show us the depth of the compassion of God for us, for humanity, for the world. And when he did that, when Jesus washed his disciples' feet, then he told them, look, if I can do it, you can do it. He said the generosity of God that you experience, that I experience, can fill our hearts to overflowing so that we feel that same compassion and empathy for the world around us and for the people around us. And so that we live a life the way that Jesus lived. So that we're willing to take that same place, that same position, that same posture, that place of a servant who would wash the feet of his neighbors, of his friends, of each other. Jesus said the servant is not any better than the master. Those who are being sent aren't any better than the one who's doing the sending. Jesus said, this is who I am. This is what I do. You're going to follow me? Then this is what it looks like. Washing feet. So Jesus is showing us that the world and the people in it aren't there to be conquered. (laughs) They're there to be cared for. They aren't there to be willed into submission. They're there to be served and loved and blessed. He said, those of you who do this will be happy. And it's actually the same word in the Greek that is used in the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus said, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are the weak, blessed are the peacemakers. That blessed is the same word for happy. You'll be blessed if you will live life this way, if you'll let the generosity of God fill your heart so much so that it puts you down on your knee to serve your brothers and sisters. You'll be blessed. You'll be happy if you do it. In a sense, you're blessed to be a blessing to the world. And so, I wonder in in our world, in our community, in our homes, maybe we're not literally washing each other's feet, but to follow in the example of Jesus, 
who took off his robe. Maybe for you and me, that's taking off the suit and tie, the coat. Rolling up our sleeves. And getting into the dirty places. Getting into the broken places. The hurting places. And the lives of the people around us. And following the example of Jesus. It says he took a towel, he took a basin with water, and he got down on his knee, and he washed his disciples' feet. That's a humbling place to be, a humbling posture to take. It's humbling on the one sense because we recognize our place in need of the grace of God, in need of God to wash us, to heal us, to do that thing in us and for us that we can't do on our own. That's a humbling place. And it's hard to be humbled. But it's also a humbling place because then it tells us where our place is in the world. It tells us where our place is in relationship to the people around us. Our place is the place of Jesus. And Jesus' place was down on his knee with a towel in his hand and a basin of water, washing the dirty feet of his disciples so that they could be clean and know life. Out of the generosity of the heart of God that would fill our hearts, make us overflowing with generosity, what does it look like for you in your life to take this posture? to take this place of a servant in compassion and with empathy to wash the feet of the people in your world.